0: episode 155 of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. My name is Patrick Rahul, but you can call me Patsy, the award-winning nerd.
1: Ooh. Ooh,
0: That's called a teaser, folks. I am joined, of course, as always, by the real housewife of Transylvania, the mistress of Merlot, the queen of the monsters, and I'm missing one, the Michael Phelps of wine. There you go ashes von nightmare
1: hello everyone and i want to say a huge welcome to our new listeners out there welcome to the throwdown thursday podcast family we are so excited that you are tuning in
0: yeah um i'm sorry i i I messed up your intro like i i'm still reeling from this weekend like super busy weekend
1: i am exhausted but i am the happiest and most fulfilled i have been in a long time my head is reeling i am just so enthralled with all of the people that we've met all of the connection that we made all of the the artists that we met um we met some in crazy, some some crazy and talented people this weekend, and we're gonna talk about that a little bit more later. But if you are tuning in for the very first time. Welcome and thank you so much for checking us out. I am just so excited to share this episode with you guys. We've done conventions in the past, but this is the first time that we have really had representation at a convention in a booth form. And it was just my, my mind is blown. I'm still trying to process everything that happened this weekend. And like I said, we will talk a little bit more about that later.
0: Yeah, if you folks remember the last few episodes, we've been promoting ScareCon uh, in New England. Because uh, there's a separate show that takes place in New York in October. But uh, we were there this weekend, and we actually had a table. Uh, like Asher said, we've been to a lot of different conventions. Uh, usually we're just walking around and, and you know trying to network with people, talking about... Which, know, which is a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Like, I feel like I need to preface by saying that walking around conventions and meeting new people and getting to talk to the celebrities and the vendors and the artists, it's a lot of fun. I love being able to have the opportunity to be a part of media representation at different conventions and I am will forever be gracious for those conventions who offer us media representation because I mean it it allows us to do so much and to positively represent ourselves and to represent the conventions it's just it's 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 awesome and I am always so gracious and grateful to to have those opportunities.
0: Yeah and that's you know kind of what we're we're going to start off our conversation with You know, how was this different? Because we still did that. We still went around. We talked to different vendors. We talked to different, you know, artists and podcasters and stuff. But we also had, like, a home base to go back to, like a little spot that was just our own, which was a very different experience. So, Ashes, why don't you start? And because you were at the table for most of the time why don't you explain a little bit of how your approach to this con was different from maybe like other cons that we've done in the past.
1: It was kind of like that. That Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella song. It was our own little corner in the middle of the con. Um, It was super cool. So uh, usually we don't have the opportunity to meet so many people. But because we actually had booth representation at this convention, uh, I put on my game face and we we were ready. We just were so ready to meet all of you and to take it all in. And to listen to what everyone had to say and really just promote ourselves and promote our art and hope, hoping to promote other artists and other art as, as well. And I, like I said, like I'm, I think I'm still trying to process everything. I'm still. You know, making connections on social media from people that we we met, and I'm still kind of trying to wrap my head around everything. Um, I didn't want to leave our booth, and that's not because I was anxious. That's not because I wanted to didn't want to venture out and see the rest of the con. I was having so much fun. Meeting you guys and having the conversations with you and talking about your favorite podcasts, you know what what you guys listened to, uh, what you were doing at the con, you know who you met, what you saw, what vendors you went to. I was having so much fun connecting with you guys that I didn't want to leave my booth. We had a prime spot. We were located near the entrance of Scarecon, and I mean, I can't thank them enough for putting us in that position because, you know, it was just—I mean, a—it was a wonderful spot. I had the opportunity to see pretty much everyone who walked through the door, but it also gave us the opportunity to see people as they entered and see people as they as they left the convention, and you know, just just have that opportunity to. Connect with people and have a conversation and it was just awesome. You know, I, I mean I really can't say enough positive things about my experience this weekend. It's probably one of the best weekends I've had in a long time. Um, you guys just put a huge smile on my face the entire weekend. I didn't even drink. Like that's how happy I was. I was just on this like natural euphoric high that I didn't even have any. And I didn't even realize I wasn't having any wine. I was like, holy shit, I'm drinking water and like I'm having the best time ever. And it's because of all of you. So thank you so much for connecting with us and just chatting with us and giving us the time of day. I cannot like extend enough thank yous to to all of you.
0: Yeah, it was it was awesome. Like we're sitting there, we have this table and we had a a, a small table and there was a gentleman next to us. Whom we'd never met, never met ever, and he was like, "Hey, I have a, a an extra table in my car. It's bigger than the one that you have. Would you like me to go get it for you and use it?" And we were like, "Well, absolutely, thank you." And so we spent uh, the whole weekend next to this gentleman. His name is, uh, and I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna horribly butcher his last name. His name is Aaron Wuchik.
1: I believe, so. yeah. All right. brilliant artist. Watercolor artist. Um, I'm totally in love with his prints. I'm going to go to his Etsy account and purchase one of them in particular because... I am just absolutely in love with his artwork and he was such a great conversation. He was a great neighbor to have. He is super talented and we will definitely be putting (laughs) any vendors or people who we mention who have social media accounts and, um, you know, stores or, or what have you. Yeah, we will be, Promoting those in our Facebook groups, so definitely search "throat on Thursday" on Facebook. Join our group, and you will be able to have access to all of these people's
0: uh, amazing media,
1: work. media credentials and whatnot.
0: I'm also, uh, you know, I'm writing a series of articles. Like I wrote my first article today about some of the experiences I had at the con, and it was a two thousand word article, and I barely scratched the surface of some of this stuff. Uh, Aaron, because of how cool he was, I did make sure to mention him in the first article. Uh, His website is artistaaron.weebly.com, and that's where you can find all his stuff. And the brilliant thing about him, he's this super talented watercolor artist, like you said. He's also colorblind. Yes. Uh, He makes these really cool, like, you know, I really loved his black and white stuff because he said that's where he really shines is, you know, when he does just a black and white and gray, like the shadows and stuff that he had coming down the stairs and some of the skulls. Oh, it's phenomenal. So, um, you know, if you go to his, if, if you go to that site, you know, it even, you know, he, he says that right in the banner headline of the website. Um, but yeah, he's super talented. So we were able to get ourselves set up. We were directly across from the, uh, the, the, um, professional photo op booth which was which was really cool because you know we had the traffic of folks who were getting pictures going back and forth but the thing that i really liked is we got to see a couple of super super talented makeup artists um lauren cunningham and crest winchester uh crest actually was uh one of the uh he was the basically like the second in command when it was coming to putting the whole uh, convention together. And, you know, they spent all their time... We got to see them doing zombie makeup on somebody. And this took legitimately, like, three hours, but it was cinema quality. It looked phenomenal.
1: It was very entertaining having the opportunity to sit across from that and just
0: watch them work their craft. It it truly is an art form. And it was, like... One of them would get busy and, like, start doing a certain part of it. Then the other one would, like, switch up. So, like, they would both be working on the same person. But they would switch up and just pick up seamlessly where the other one left off. It was really cool. You actually
1: had your picture taken on Sunday with one of the monster creations that
0: they did. Yeah, the the gentleman that was um, on Friday, he was a zombie. On Mm -hmm. Saturday, he was a demon. And then on Sunday, he was a crazed Raiders fan. And that was part of what they were doing at the booth. Cause, um, Crest does his, his thing is a uh, Mr. D photography. He's a pre- professional photographer as well. Um, so if you look up Mr. D photography, you'll be able to see all of uh, his stuff that he does, which is really cool. Like the stuff with, with the, the octopus and the girl's mouth, like that's, it's creepy, but it's also like, it's beautiful in a macabre sort of way. Um, uh, so what they were doing is they were like, hey, come take a picture with our, our monster people that we made up, you know, five dollars for a print. And it was well worth it. Uh, Saturday, they had the uh, the one young lady who was the Silent Hill nurse. Oh, my Which was... God. <laughs> they had the fish, the fish man. Yep. Like, they did some phenomenal work. Like, it was really, really impressive. So, I mean, like, this, this was so different um like we had been to Scarecon before, we've been to other horror cons before, but this time like like you were saying our social media platforms have been blowing up with either us sending out friend requests or friend requests coming in from us between artists and vendors like just folks that were working there that we chatted with that we had a good mm-hmm. time with um We found out that we have some connections with people that we didn't realize we had connections with. Uh, It's a small world. It's the theory of centrality, six degrees of separation. Oh,
1: like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yes,
0: that's that's the scientific term is the theory of centrality. So that's a bonus science fact for you, even though this isn't science fact week. Next week is science fact week. But it was it was just different. Like we were able to go around. we able to see our, our good buddies over at rough house publishing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, you know, so we Derek saw Steve, Ruck, Steve was, and Derek yeah. uh, and Derek, they were busy. Like we really didn't even have a chance to talk with them because they were so busy. Like they were, you know, explaining what they've got, like they were selling stuff. It was great. They had a prime location. I mean, to be honest, pretty much every location in there was prime. They wasn't like, Oh, this is a bad spot. Like, Everywhere was like, just because I didn't have it in just like one big room. It was like a, almost a, I don't want to say like circular because it was like a square, but it was like a specific path that you had to walk through. And you right. would always there come back a, to where you started.
1: There was a rhythm to the place. And even though not everyone was in the same, like immediate location, everyone was in uh, the same vicinity. And, uh, Just good vibes all around.
0: Yes. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that was, like, really, like, the main difference between how we've been, like, it was people coming up to us as opposed to us going up to them. Like, oh, hey, what do you do? Like, you had your spiel, like, you had your whole thing. It was weird, though. Well, not really weird, but. Every time I would leave the booth, what would happen?
1: We'd get really busy.
0: Every time I left, people wanted to come up and talk to Ashes. Oh boy, what a shock that is!
1: I can't help it if people like me. Yeah, you really like me. No, I just, I just think it might have been timing. It might have just, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I think maybe, maybe I'm just a lot cuter. I mean, that's part of it. You are, and that could possibly have a lot to do with it um but no it was it was really cool having the opportunity like you said instead of trying to track people down and trying to get the interviews and trying to you know I don't want to say like make a quota but you know have enough content to make an episode of of a podcast or trying to you know put together uh, an article um we just got to enjoy it and we got to really talk to people and and reach out and really just take it all in. And in the process of doing that, we, you know, have enough content for a podcast episode and you have more than enough for a couple of different articles. Yeah. You know, like- so I mean like an- Extend this into a couple of different episodes We won't but we probably could Because so much happened over The weekend then we Have so many stories and so many Things that we're going to tell you about this episode That we could easily spread it out Over a a couple of different episodes But we won't because Next episode boy do we got Uh, We have a we have a great episode planned for you guys you you guys are Just gonna absolutely love it Um, But I think With that being said we're going to take a quick break. Yes, because we have we a lot of When we come content. back, we are going to continue our scaric conversations. That's so right. Stay tuned.
0: Greetings. We are the Retro Redactipus Cephala Podcast, a bi weekly show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. He's right. We wax philosophic about lots of geeky crap, like old video games and movies, toys, cartoons, I don't know, help me out here. Music, pants, quoting video games that don't have dialogues, shabibins, tasty news, unnecessarily long Japanese onomatopoeia, butt breathers, uncomfortable nature facts, or how to install a samouplage. And unlike all those other podcasts, we at RetroDocubus have an exciting rotating host schedule. Do we? We sure do. So, if you didn't like the guy flapping his gums this week, like me, worry not, gentle listener. Next week, we'll have a whole new host. A problem! Hey, they might still suck, but they'll suck differently. And you know what's really cool? Retro Reductifus is part of the Inebriard Podcast Network with new episodes out every tentacle tuesday which is like every other tuesday we named it anyways you can listen to us at itunes google play spotify stitcher or straight from the tab at hi i'm dominic pace star of sci-fi channels megalodon and you are listening to Throwdown thursday's podcast Holy sidetracking, guys. The train just came off the tracks.
1: Derailers. Be sure to follow the derailers on Twitter at the derailers. And make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and also on YouTube so you can catch an episode next week, folks. Same derailment time, same derailment channel.
0: we are back so before we get into anything before we talk about any part of the con the con uh first thing we got to do is thank you to brandon powers powerful brandon because not only was he you know is is he just like a solid dude that supports the show we had on saturday we were late getting there And we're like, oh, shit, you know, we're not going to get there till noon. It opened at 11. Oh, my God, we have all this stuff to do. Brandon got in, set up our booth, and was manning the booth and talking to people and giving out business cards. And, like, you know, he he really helped us out. Like, he was going around. He was the unofficial third member of... Of the show all weekend.
1: We were calling him the uh, Throwdown Thursday Hype Man. That's he right. He is the the flavor flavor to our Throwdown Thursday. Yep. We are going to get him a clock necklace.
0: Karma did come through.
1: Yeah, me, boy.
0: <laughs> um, I also want a, a special thanks to Alex DiVincenzo as well, of Broke Horror Fan, because, you know, Alex hung out with us a lot and. There were a couple of times where Alex was over there at very opportune times where we were able to talk to some other people who, uh, who, uh, we solid connections. We don't want to say anything. Um,
1: Alex also has a really great, like sense of humor. He does. I, I
0: appreciate and he's that. He's a big Jaws fan. Yes. Um,
1: Yeah. um. So if you haven't had the opportunity to check out Broke Horror Fan, we will also put that in our social media as well. But if you just Google Broke Horror Fan, I'm sure it'll bring up all of the social medias and the website and whatnot, and you can see what he does. And it's a great concept.
0: Yeah, I mean, between... I mean,
1: who isn't a Broke Horror fan? Right. Like, come on now.
0: I mean, between the free movie screenings, uh, the advanced movie screenings that they do, the different articles... The, the giveaways. The VHS movie releases. Uh, like, that it's just... It's fantastic. So definitely check out BrokeHorrorFan.com. So, there were also some people who came through. One, one gentleman in particular who is at the... At the uh, convention. He had a specific reason to be there. But he also made it a point to come visit us. And that's our, our, our good friend Skip Shea. Mm-hmm. Who we had on the show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Skip, uh, if you recall, we covered his movie Trinity. Well, there was an episode. Uh, an, episode uh, uh, an issue of... Was it Rue Morgue or Fangoria? I believe it was Fangoria. Uh, with... Cassandra Peterson, also known as Elvira, on the cover. But there was also a write-up for Trinity in that same magazine. So he went to get the uh, magazine signed. He's like, well, while I'm there, I can visit you guys, but I can also get this signed. So he came to visit us and say hi and see how we were doing. And then, you know, he visited Trick or Treat Radio as well, because, you know, we're all friends there. And he was able to get his magazine signed, which is pretty awesome. So... That was cool. So we want to thank Skip for stopping by. Um, what was your like? What do you think was the the coolest moment that we had during, or that you personally had during the weekend?
1: Is this not including the podcaster award?
0: Not including those awards, okay.
1: Um, because that was a really cool experience, and and I'm very much looking forward to to touching base on that a little bit. Um, oh my goodness, the coolest Stratus funnest, most awesome thing that happened this weekend. Um, I mean, there was a lot like, ah, uh, meeting Phyllis Rose was amazing. Like she is probably one of the nicest people you will ever have the opportunity to meet. So if you are a fan in any capacity and you are attending a convention where she is there, uh, do yourself a favor and go over and, and and meet her. She is so incredibly nice and sweet and genuine and beautiful. She has this beautiful aura that just surrounds her and she loves to talk to people and she loves to chat with the fans and she just loves people in general and it, it shows. And she was just such a great conversation and so sweet. Like I can't, say enough really good things about her Um, we also had the opportunity to have our picture taken with the Annabelle prop from the Annabelle series Annabelle the doll not the real doll
0: because there were some people ahead of us
1: yes um, shout out to the Framingham Police Department who stopped by just to get their picture taken with the doll that was really fun to watch um but yeah, that was really cool to have the actual movie prop or one of the movie props in-house with the opportunity to take a picture with it. Uh she's she's creepy. She's really creepy looking. And we got to speak with the couple of girls who were in charge of babysitting the doll. And we were chatting about the real Annabelle the doll, which is a Raggedy, Raggedy Ann doll. Um which I actually had one of those as a child, so even though this prop doll is super freaking creepy looking, and they had her very well lit too, so she was just very eerie in this in this dark room. Um, the Raggedy Ann Annabelle is almost creepier because she looks unsuspecting. She looks normal. She looks delicate. She looks like this angelic little doll and she does all of these horrible things. So I understand why they wanted to make the doll creepier for cinematic.
0: Yeah, you know, change effect. it up to make it look yeah, a little different. but
1: I I still think that the fact that the real doll is a Raggedy Ann doll is still one of the creepiest freaking things about
0: it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anytime you take something that looks like Sweet and Innocent but has like some sort of like terrifying past to it like me like when you make when you make uh you know kids like the villains in horror movies well, right it's
1: something that's so something that is supposed to be so innocent is not so innocent and it's just unsettling so um, that was also really cool too and i think just you know in general all of the people that we met and to had interactions with and the conversations that were had, I had some really good conversations and I don't want to say too much because I feel like some of those conversations, you know, are best kept private, but yes. I, I did have some great interactions with some great people and hopefully we can turn that into something that is very interesting and entertaining for you guys out there.
0: Um, I think from my Favorite interaction—it's probably uh, with Felissa as well. Um, she had a particular bond with a couple of the attendees there, who were just the sweetest, sweetest ladies. Um, and my interaction with them made me feel amazing, and I—I I wanted to thank her because people who don't go to horror conventions and don't attend horror conventions have this weird misconception about what a horror convention is. You know, I think it's just like a bunch of weirdos running around with machetes and which yelling. I mean, it is I don't know. <laughs> right. But they think it, they put a negative spin on it. It's like, Oh, it's a bunch of maniacs and lunatics running around with machetes and, and knives and yelling and screaming at each other. It's like, it's not, it's not, it's a bunch of people who, All, you know, maybe they feel like, you know, misfits or outcasts in, you know, quote unquote, normal society. But at a horror convention, they fit in so well because there's no judgment. You know, we don't look at someone and like, oh, well, this guy's too tall. This guy's too short. This guy's too fat. This guy's too skinny. We're just like, oh, my God, did you see his uh, reanimator shirt? holy crap, look at their cosplay. Like, oh, I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be... Like, the the, the young lady we saw who was dressed as uh, Wendy from The Shining and her little boy, her son, who was maybe, what, two or three years old, mm-hmm. was dressed as fucking Jack Nicholson walking around with an axe. It's like, that's incredible! That's so great! Like, you can take your baby... To a horror convention. There were a lot of kids that stopped by our booth. There were a lot of kids. There was um, that one kid who who uh, bought raffle tickets from us.
1: We had a toss-a-fish shark set up so it was an inflatable shark head with its mouth wide open with some inflatable fish and you had to toss the fish into the shark's mouth now it seems simple enough but it was still so much fun and we had a prize bucket set up and it was a big hit amongst both the children and the grown-up children um but yeah, there were a lot of kids at this convention, which was I I think is great, and just the overall camaraderie of horror conventions in general. So we've done uh, the, the the con circuit for a little bit now, and we've been to uh, several different types of conventions, and I find that the horror conventions, the horror community is so much more accepting and so much more genuine and so just nice, so much nicer than some of the other communities. And I feel so much more at home with the the horror community. And we were talking to some people who weren't really into horror, you know. They weren't, they, you know, they watched the occasional horror film. They weren't as big of fans as the majority of the con goers, but they loved going to these conventions because of because of the acceptance and because that they were allowed to be themselves without judgment and i think that's just the most beautiful thing ever these yeah. these horror conventions these you know people who get labeled a certain way for liking a certain thing you know you have these these gore whores and these metalheads and these, you know, just whatever other adjectives you want to use, you know, just coming together and creating this beautiful thing, this, you know, just, just family atmosphere.
0: Yeah. There were people walking around that, you know, if they were out in, you know, what they used to refer to as polite society, dress the way they're, and I'm sure most of them do Like, there were people with, like, these huge, like, boots that were fucking amazing and, you know, spikes and shit all over them. And, like, that one guy who had the cowboy hat with the horns on it and, you know, the guys with the leather jackets and, like, the big burly, you know, dudes with the beard. And it's like, oh, hey, you know, that's a a great shirt or that's a great, you know, jacket or whatever. And they turn around, hey, thanks, man. Oh, man, I really like your shirt. Oh, it's so great being here. Like – I mean, I can't Everybody tell you, talks to each other like they're old friends.
1: I can't tell you how many conversations I did have where I complimented somebody about their article of clothing or their their choice of, of expression. And they were really positive and really grateful in their retort because um they don't have the opportunity to do that on a daily basis. I can tell you how many people who are like, yeah, I have to wear a suit for a living. So whenever I have the opportunity to come to a convention like this or, you know, a meetup or whatnot, you know, that they can, they, they really, they they feel like they can really like let it all hang out and really be themselves and express themselves in a way that, you know, they're not going to be judged because we're all expressing ourselves
0: similarly. Right. Everybody expresses themselves in a different way. And, you know, people used to say, "Oh, horror conventions, that's just for nerds." Well, everybody's a nerd for something. And it's funny watching people say like, you know, which Nightmare on Elm Street sequel is your favorite? Well, I like Dream Wars. Oh, really? Well, I like, you know, Freddy's Dead and you know, they'll debate the merits of them back and forth, but it's never like, "Well, I'm a I'm a Eagles fan." Oh, "Well, I'm a Jets fan." Oh, "Well, fuck you because that guy sucks." It's like, "No, you suck." And you know, and people get more heated over like sports teams, but th- with the 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 conversations and the discussions that happen at horror conventions, it's more like it's it's a bonding moment more than you know. Because you can argue over which sequel is the best, but the fact is that you both really like that specific franchise. Like that's what's cool. Like everybody's there trying to represent different things that they liked. We saw that one family that was the, the three people and they all had the same predator shirt on because they were there representing the predator. Like that's what they liked. So that's what they wanted to, to represent. We saw a ton of people with shark stuff and I complimented every single person I saw with shark stuff because that's just amazing. You know, to me, like I like checking out the cosplay because I like seeing how much work people put into things. Like, some people have to, you know, do, like, all this crazy elaborate stuff. Uh, there was that one young lady that we spoke to uh, who was dressed as Wednesday Adams, And for her, all she had to do was throw on the, the dress and put her hair in the, 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 the pigtails there. And it worked out. It was like, okay, you know, I, I'm Wednesday Adams. But there's some, some people that are like, okay, I, I want to be this, like, super elaborate character because I have more time to do this. And like the guy that was dressed as Freddy. Like that was a great outfit. Freddy Mercury? Uh, no. Freddy uh, Krangle? Crank- yeah. I don't know. He's from that uh, bad dream on Oak Street or something. With well, the dude with the Michael Jackson outfits every day?
1: Yeah. I had the, his name is Jeremy and I had the opportunity to have a couple of different discussions with him and he was just fabulous. And the detail that he put into his Michael Jackson costumes were, were just phenomenal. And I told him that he did a great job. Um, I want to talk about the vendors that we ran into at the convention, because there were some fantastic vendors in particular Creole girl confections by Alana. That oh is Creole God. with a K and confections with a K. Alana um,
0: with Alana three with, A's.
1: Yeah, three A's, two N's, and one a- L. Um, she was very different than the other vendors. She was not horror related. However, she was a fan and that's super cool. But oh my goodness, her desserts and delectables and sweets. I am so surprised I did not gain 900 pounds at this convention because her pecan, brown sugar cinnamon pecan, I think she calls it like like the the crack. Oh, my God. I could have eaten it by the pound. And her cookies were just phenomenal. And her brownies were delicious.
0: And how about the fact... That she donated a bunch of stuff to our our raffle box. Yes, because Brandon kept going over there and buying stuff, and then she was like, "Oh, you're doing a raffle? Well, here's here's uh." Brandon comes over. He's like, "Yeah." She gave me another thing of pecans, four cookies, and two different types of brownies. I'm like, "So what I heard was whoever wins this raffle basket will get one cookie." <laughs> And speaking of uh, giving free stuff, um, I went over to chat with uh, Felissa Rose because she was very nice. I chatted with her on Friday about, you know, the impact that she's had on some of these folks at the horror convention. And she's like, oh, come, you know, come see me. Come hang out on Saturday. And so I went to see her and I was like, you know, I have a favor I'd like to ask you. Can, you know, and she's like, whatever it is, Yes. Like that's how she started the conversation. I said, "Well, I'm doing this raffle. We have a raffle over at our table." She goes, "Oh, do you need something for it?" You know, and she like grabs a picture, starts signing it. And I'm like, "Well, I don't I don't need anything for it. I wasn't I wasn't asking for that, but I'm certainly not going to say no." I said, "No, well, I was wondering if you would mind coming over and pulling the winner, like doing a little video that we can post to our our group site." And she's like, "Absolutely. When?" So she ended up coming over and she was supposed to come over at a specific time, but she got busy because she's super popular. As I mean, she deserves to be. Right. But it ended up working out perfectly because you had a panel to go to, and a few minutes after you came back from the panel... Oh my god, that's right, panel, I did huh? my first yeah, panel! We'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. A few minutes after you came back from the panel, uh, she came over to, to pull the winner, and we got a nice video, uh, Alex... Videoed it for us. He took my phone because he is a filmmaker and, you know, he knows what he's doing. And wouldn't you know it, Brandon wins. So Brandon got the whole prize package. Brandon rigged it. He did. He was like, Powerful Brandon just wanted all those goodies to himself. He's like, Listen, I just went and got this donation and I don't want to give it up to anybody. Although I asked him uh, what his wife thought about it and he said she started going through the basket like she won it. So, tell us about your panel.
1: So, on Sunday, uh, Kevin from the Dorkening mm-hmm. came around. Uh, the Dorkening is a great podcast, by the way. So, if you have a not, whole of yeah, guys. it's it's incredible. It's this whole network. There's all bunch of different shows and uh, on several different platforms and it's just it, it's it's incredible it's amazing all of the time and effort and what these guys put out um kevin from the dorkening came over and asked if we were interested in joining their podcasting 101 panel and i was like yeah sure when is it he's like uh, about a half hour i was like oh <gasps> Okay, Um, so yeah, I was on my first panel, and it was myself and Leo from The Dorkening, and Phil from Dark Discussions, and Johnny Wolfenstein from Trick or Treat Radio, and you know, it it wasn't uh, wasn't a large turnout for a panel on a Sunday, but it was definitely quality quality discussions were had, and I think that's also one of the cool things that. Uh, happened this weekend is both in the the panel. And just even at our booth, um, having the opportunity to talk to a bunch of people who were interested in starting their own podcast, but weren't sure exactly how to go about it, or just were kind of hesitant, like, oh, you know, my buddies and I, we want to start a podcast, but we're not really sure if we should. And, and my response was just do it. Just do it. Whatever, whatever you want to do, just, just, just do it. Just, just go for it. Just, uh, you know, stop thinking about it and just do it, create a product and you can always get better. You can't get worse. And, uh, yeah, I think that was the, probably the coolest thing going back to what you were asking me, like the, the coolest yeah, thing. That's my answer. To... Yeah. Now that I'm not, now that I've had like a, a moment to kind of digest everything, I think that was the coolest part of the weekend is having the opportunity to talk to people who were in our shoes, mm-hmm.
0: From three, years four ago. years yeah.
1: ago, you know, just kind of toying with ideas and, you know, just, just looking for an in looking for that, that, that just that push, like the inspiration was there. The want and the will was there. For some people, even the means are there. It's very easy to start your own podcast. You know, it's it's sticking with it and putting together a quality product and...
0: Yeah, most shows, what did Wolfie say? They, they don't make it like 20 episodes? Seven, or I think he said. Seven, Jesus.
1: Seven. Well, um, So that was the coolest <laughs> thing, is having all of these conversations with these people who have really great ideas and being able to give them our hard and tell them, start the show and then give us a call and yeah. let us have you on our show. And, you know, we can we can then promote you and just seeing people be like, really, you know, and remembering what it was like to talk to people who, you know, like Johnny Wolfenstein from Trick or Street Radio and other people from, you know, far more successful podcasts than than ours.
0: Um, I thought you said we we're going to stop saying that.
1: Well, I'm talking about, you know, people who have had podcasts who have gone longer than three years.
0: Well, you know, to touch, to kind of piggyback on what you were saying, like, you know, you know, talking to these people, like, you know, we had that one gentleman that came over that ended up buying one of my books. And, you know, what he said, he's like, well, I want to write, but, you know, I don't know if I, you know, if it's any good. And, you know, we, we gave him basically the same speech and. I always give, when it, whether it's writing or podcasting, whatever, I always give the same advice that El Goro gave me on, like, my second ever podcast. Because I said, man, I feel like I'm way out of my league being on a podcast. You know, it was Dynamo and Wiley and Wolfie, and they their two guests were El Goro and fucking Steven Scarlatta. I'm like, I am so far out of my league. And Goro said... There's a million people that do what we do, but nobody else has your voice. Yep. And it's like, that goes for everything, you know, your art. If you want to paint, paint. If you want to, you want to write, write, you know, no one else is going to be able to do it the way you do it. So yeah, that, that's fantastic that we were able to do that. I mean, that was mostly you, you know, talking to these folks, um,
1: But it was just so cool to kind of be on the other side of that a little bit. And, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and we were super inspired by other podcasters and artists and stuff this weekend too. So being able to kind of shed some of the wisdom that we were given onto these other people, it's kind of like paying it forward, Yeah, you know, and, and uh, if I can, I'm not looking to inspire you, I'm looking to help you find the inspiration in yourself because I know it's there. I know it's there. You have it. Sometimes you just kind of need that little, little tiny, like flick in the right direction. And I, let me, let me flick you, let me flick you off into the right direction.
0: Um, so like we were saying, one of the things we, we, we saw a bunch of different vendors. Um, some of the vendors came to us and then we got to talk to them later on in the day. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a vendor that we we discussed a bit on our Rock and Shock show uh, that came over and chatted with you a little bit. Uh, why don't you?
1: Yeah, so about? that is frightfully clean. It's Fiona's fright on Twitter, uh, Facebook, and um, is, is that? It? Oh, that that's just uh, it. It gives a um, email address but definitely on twitter and facebook if you search for fiona's fright you will be directed to frightfully clean they do horror soap and other horror related bath products and they're freaking cool guys so uh, she Meg,
0: is Meg is her name
1: Meg okay um she is so talented and does she had a jaw like shark soap
0: and I, I wanted to get it, but if I bought it, I would never use it. It would just collect dust. And then I don't know what to use to wash soap.
1: Use
0: my soap, soap, if my soap gets dirty, I don't know how to wash it. It's like, what do I add to powdered water?
1: But her stuff smells amazing, and it looks great. The, and... the Ecto,
0: the Ecto Clean, it's yes. like that old, uh, you know, it's based on Slimer from the Ghostbusters, but it's like that green. Ecto Cooler color, which is weird because it had an orange flavor, but it was green.
1: Orange flavor? You you ate it?
0: No, I'm talking about Ecto Cooler. You
1: ate the soap?
0: Ecto Cooler. Oh,
1: Ecto Cooler. Oh, the high C. Yeah, the
0: high C. It's the, oh. it's the same color. It's that bright, vivid green. They had the uh, the puzzle box, the the lament configuration from uh, Hellraiser. See, I couldn't I couldn't buy one of these things and then use them. Um, but they're they're inexpensive. They're like six dollars each. Um, the the, uh, waffle for, uh, the, the, oh, the, the waffle for they had the soap waffle for Stranger Things. Yes, like it's so cool. I believe Super their website cute. is all is also still Fiona's Fright. They used to be Fiona's Fright Shop, but then they kind of transitioned into the frightfully clean stuff. Um, but yeah, her name is Meg, and she was just an absolute delight. Um, another group that came by. Uh, Well, not so much a group. Uh, This gentleman, uh, Damon, who came up with a really cool horror app called Slasher. Uh, Now, you and I have both downloaded this. Yeah. We're actually friends on Slasher. Uh, But, again, this was... I was away, and, like, you ended up networking, so... When you first spoke with Damon, what did uh, what did he say about the app?
1: So it was an app that had actually just lost launched this past weekend, and within less than twenty four hours, had already five already had five hundred hits, which is just phenomenal. Um and I can't even imagine how many hit how many like downloads and, and hits that the, the app has now. Uh, but yeah, it is a horror app. So it is an app for you to utilize the best way that you can. So you can find friends, you can use it as a dating app, you can find different events like horror related events in your area, conventions, it has a message board that has a plethora of different subjects Cosplay, including tattoos, horror are... memes. So if you're a meme person, if 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 your life is memeingless and you feel like you need to just message out horror memes, you can go do that. Um, it has, uh, a place where you can do some promotions and stuff as well. So there's like a place for podcasts and, um, and some other things. So it's still in the, uh, you know, there's still a few kinks that need to be worked out. And Damon has been more than willing to reach out, um, on social media and ask for people to give him, you know, constructive criticism and feedback as to how to make the app better uh, and, and and, you know, how to make the app work for, for you. So if you are interested, download the slasher app, it'll help you find things in your area. And I think it'll come in very handy during convention seasons and whatnot.
0: Some of these memes are fucking savage. (laughs) This like I, I downloaded the app instantly uh, when I found out about it, and there's there's a lot of cool stuff. Like the main page of it is like all kinds of different horror news. You know, like you know, looking at it right now, uh, there's some uh, Rue org stuff, uh, different articles about video games, especially all the horror games that are coming out because E3 was this week. Oh right. So there's a ton of horror related video game stuff, and that's one of the uh, the the topics in, uh, in the uh, message board is, you know, people who like to play the horror video games. So, uh, we also, we made a couple of connections, uh, for folks that we're going to have on the show. Uh, I think the first one we should talk about, uh, was a gentleman again. I wasn't at the table when he came over originally, but, uh, comic book artist ben goldsmith uh he has a series of uh of books that uh he wrote uh the first one is the seance room which looks really really cool um it's just a whole series of you know it it reminds me of like a a paranormal sherlock holmes you know, or like a Constantine-type mm-hmm. character.
1: Yeah, so Ben is a writer for SourcePoint Press, Charon Comics, and Mad Cave Studios, mm-hmm. and we will definitely have him on the show, as well as some of the other people who we have spoken about uh, already in this episode. Uh, the artwork on these are incredible, and I'm really eager to delve into these comics and get him on the show and pick his brain and talk about some of these characters.
0: Yeah. He's got a one shot comic called beyond the demon, the sea. And it's basically done. in like the art style is like, you know, like the old tattoos, like old sailor tattoos. There's a specific name for this. Isn't there that I'm not coming. Oh, it's up
1: like with. the sailor, Jerry, tattoos. sailor,
0: Jerry tattoos. Okay. And there's some really rad shark drawings in here. Um, But the writing is top-notch. Like, Ben knows what he's doing. Um, and he was, like, super fun to hang around
1: with. Oh, yeah, he was, uh, kind of, sort of, a neighbor, like, a neighbor, like, over yonder. Um, but he was, and he seemed to have a pretty busy table the entire weekend, which, which is awesome. It's great, yeah, it's great to see. Um, we also had the opportunity to get a book from another comic book artist.
0: Yeah, I was about to get into that, um... It is a comic called Sharp Knives, and sharp is with an E, and that is from, uh, I got my thing here, Acid Brain Productions. Uh, He came over and he was asking us if we, you know, ever did comic book stuff. I'm like, we do everything on our show. Mm -hmm. Uh, His name is Anthony Cotter, and uh, looks like he's a local guy, judging by his... uh, area it doesn't have his like location just his area code on his uh on his phone number here um so yeah it's either and uh on instagram he's sharp knives comics a comic sorry wanna make sure I get this right and it's really cool it's a uh it's like a murder mystery thing and the art uh, the art of this and uh, Anthony, Car- the art on this is fantastic. Like, there's a, a kill scene. Looks phenomenal. Like, I'm a big fan. So, uh, him on as well. So, we should talk about the absolute highlight of the weekend.
1: Uh, was it the Deadly Grounds coffee that we got?
0: Oh, Deadly Grounds coffee. It's definitely, I mean, Deadly Grounds coffee is great because if you're a horror fan and you're attending conventions, you need to be able to stay awake. Yes. And if you're going to stay awake, you might as well stay awake with some horror-themed coffee.
1: And what's great is they had free samples every
0: single day of the con. That blueberry stuff. I don't remember what the name of the coffee is because we didn't get that. We got the, the scream egg.
1: Nope, they had run out of that.
0: Oh, that's true.
1: They sold out. So we got the witch's brew, which yep, is a white chocolate yep. raspberry flavor. We got the chocolate cherry, and you got the almond the, something. The
0: chocolate almond, a uh, vanilla almond, vanilla almond. Yes.
1: Um. But anyways. Super good coffee, you guys. Oh my God. Uh, we're hardcore coffee drinkers. When I'm not drinking wine, I'm usually drinking coffee. Um, it just
0: depends on the type of day, de- on uh, how early it is.
1: Right? Yeah. If it's uh, not time
0: it's, for wine, it's time for coffee.
1: Exactly. Um, so, yeah, they were, and, and the people manning the booth were just super helpful and attentive and let us try the different coffees. And they were just super, super, super nice and affordable. And they have all of their
0: stuff stocked up, like, they have two full-size wooden coffins with shelves, and that's where they put all their their stuff. And then they have sugar and creamer and stuff like that, but we just tried it black, and it was...
1: So you can, like, legit make yourself a, a cup of coffee and see, you know, which flavor works best for you but yeah so deadly grounds We'll we'll post their links and stuff as well but i'm sure if if you just google deadly grounds their their social medias will will pop up
0: and their website and if they want to sponsor us and send us bags and bags of free (laughs) coffee I will promote the shit out of you guys day I mean, and night. We will we
1: will also continue to buy their coffee. Oh yeah, we're gonna get it either delicious. way.
0: But if they want to send us free stuff, I'm not gonna say no.
1: Uh huh.
0: You know that goes for anybody. Uh, anybody wants to send us free stuff, uh, we'll totally take no it. No
1: shame. No shame yeah. with this one.
0: I mean, listen, we 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 patronize these these places anyways. If they want to send us free stuff, it just means we'll have more than what we usually have. That's all. So, we have to get to the, the big moment that we had. So, as we had mentioned, we were nominated for a couple of awards at the first annual ScareCon Awards.
1: Well, it can't be annual if it's the first one. Listen, that's... The inaugural. But... The inaugural...
0: It was called the first annual... I didn't come up with the name, that's what it was called, and uh, Crest Winchester, he was the host of this, of this uh, ceremony, and he specifically said that it's annual because this is the first time that they're doing it, and they're going to do it going forward as long as there's a convention. So, there were, we ended up meeting a lot of podcasters.
1: A lot of incredibly talented, gifted podcasters. Like I can't even tell you how many people we we met and connected with. And I just want to kind of take an aside and say thank you to everyone who we met this weekend, who, you know, listened to us and gave us advice and who we had great conversations with because... It totally made our weekend and you guys are all so incredibly talented and I really can't wait to check out more of your shows.
0: Yeah. And you know, if you guys are anything like us, you know, you looked at the awards and it's like, okay, here's what happened at the awards. Let's do even better next year. You know? Um, So we were nominated for two awards uh, there were there were six categories. We were nominated for uh, Best Interview for our Megalodon episode, Episode 101, Danger is Rising. And we were also nominated for Best Overall. Now, when we found out about this, this was about a month ago we found out about this, when they announced the official nominations. And you and I were both, like, over the moon just to even be included.
1: It was an honor just to be nominated.
0: Now, as they were breaking down, like, the submissions and everything, there were 150 shows that submitted episodes for consideration. Yes. 150. And from there, they whittled it down to 90. And from there, they whittled it down even further until they got to five.
1: Yep, five nominees per category.
0: The categories were Best Short Form, Best Long Form. Giggity. Yeah. Uh, Most Humorous, Best Host, Best Interview. They had an Honorable Mention category because there was supposed to be a fan vote, but for whatever reason that didn't work out. And then Best Overall. So I was excited because our good friends over at Trick or Treat Radio ended up winning Best Long Form Podcast, so that was great mm-hmm. because you know we always cheer for our friends, we root for our friends, and then it was our turn to, to, to see our our uh, our category. So we were included with uh, Horror with Sir Sturdy, three guys at Horror Podcast radio of horror and super retro throwback reviews. And we got a chance to talk with pretty much all of those guys. Yes. Uh, the three guys at horror podcast, they were delightful. Uh, they were the ones who were hosting, um, Jeremy Jeremy yes, from, uh, the Ranger.
1: That was really cool too, to have the opportunity to meet Jeremy Holm And we may have something in the works. Yeah. We're we're hoping.
0: Um, so they showed us all and like you and I, Because we'd been, you know, talking and, and, you know, going back and forth with these folks all weekend, we're like, you know, it would be great if we won, but, you know, we're not going to get our hopes up because, you know, we know what kind of competition we're up against. Like, these guys are really good. You know, if we win, we win. If not, we're not going to hang our heads because, you know, these are all quality shows. And then our logo showed up on the big screen and we both screamed. It was,
1: it was surreal. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's nice to, to win something. It's nice to be recognized and it's nice to have that opportunity, but you know, there were some great shows that we were up against and any one of them could have taken home uh, this, this really cool trophy that they had made up. And I mean, it's, it's really nice. It's just really nice that, you know, t- to be recognized and to have the opportunity to be recognized. And like I said, if anything, I now have more shows that I need to listen to that I want to listen to. Um, you know, and, and these guys have definitely caught my eye. Like I, I, and my ears. Um, so it was, it was great. It was a great moment. Um, I, I want to... Again, thank Johnny Wolfenstein, our producer, who makes this show. When Castle Wolfenstein is not being attacked by crazy alien queens and swamp monsters and whatever else, I mean, is Wolfie's going on out there, there battling
0: aliens right now just to make sure that I mean, get, he is a uh, you know, to make sure we get our show out on time.
1: He is the pencil pusher of the Deadites, and the Deadites are monster hunters. Yep. So I believe he teams up with Roundtrip Dr- Jones to yes, the undead. Lucha yeah, to to get shit done. So I know Johnny Wolfenstein is currently working very hard to save the planet along with the rest of the Deadites, but um you know, he does such an amazing job of making our show sound great and for
0: Manning the Skype.
1: Being a really good friend, too. Like, he's just such a great guy, which, you know, when Trick or Treat Radio won for Best Long Form, I could not have been more happy for those guys. I know the time and effort that they put into their show. And I know the time and effort that Johnny puts into producing the shows. There's and a reason things. I call
0: him the hardest working man. In he truly,
1: he truly is like, he really, truly He is. does our show. He does um, their
0: show.
1: He does a bunch of other shows too. Like he, he loves what he does and it definitely shows. Um, but I also want to thank not only, those who were nominated because man they were competition they were stiff competition and when I think about it like I it makes me want to to put forth a better product it makes me want to do better like it makes me want to be more entertaining it makes Mm -hmm. me want to you know take more care in my craft because that's what these people do that's what these other podcasters do um so i definitely want to thank them for doing what they do and putting their voices out there because like you said nobody else has their voice like nobody else has your voice and it's so important to be heard and let you know other people hear what you have to say but i also want to thank the guys from the dorkening who were some of the judges on Leo the Leo and pick. Kevin um, and Mike, I believe. Uh,
0: yes. And. Right. And then uh,
1: Phil from Phil, Dark Discussion,
0: Mike and Eric from Dark Discussion.
1: Um, and obviously Crest Winchester, who helped put all of this together, and JV, JV who runs Scarecon, and like,
0: this is his baby,
1: right? Um. You know, he, him being a radio announcer and just wanting to give podcasters a platform and, you know, wanting to, give people the opportunity to be recognized.
0: JV was at the awards.
1: It's, it's not, you know, podcasting isn't really something that like people listen to podcasts, but it's not something that's readily like, Oh, you know, like this podcast and you know, this and that, you know, there, there's no, uh, there's not a lot of independent podcast awards the way that there are independent film Right, Awards there's like a lot of
0: different, and, you, know, you know, film other, festivals and such like that.
1: Right, so um, anyone who had anything to do with putting this together, thank you. It feels amazing to be seen, and mm-hmm. it makes me want to make sure that others are seen and heard as well.
0: Yeah, like this was, like we got, we got up there and we got a chance to thank, you know, who we wanted to thank, and... My voice cracked. I was so emotional. Like, um, hopefully, we'll have that video from uh, Wolfie because Wolfie was uh, was taking video of the whole thing, so you'll get to see see me, you know, at a loss for words, which is weird.
1: Which God knows it doesn't happen often because how long has this episode gone gone on? Like this episode
0: is a little over an hour. Okay, at this point, Um, but yeah, um, and again. I want to thank Brandon and Alex who were there supporting us. They they came down to the uh, to the uh, awards, um, and I made sure the first thing I did was you know we thanked everyone, but we especially thanked Wolfie because he does he, he is makes the glue. us sound so
1: pretty. He
0: is the glue that holds. Which is together why we sound horrible right now. Right. If this isn't Wolfie's fault, he's fighting aliens right now with his. His trusty animal companion, Ozzy Osbear, Prince of Barkness.
1: And his Master Blaster!
0: Yes. So, if we don't sound as good as usual, it's because we're recording at Magenta Manor and not Castle Wolfenstein. my
1: Master Blaster sounds. Yeah, I It's
0: not as good as your Enchanted Exile sounds. Which you'll hear next week. But no, we we met a lot of cool people. We saw a a lot of really awesome cosplay. We saw people honing their craft. Um, We saw people having fun, and that's just super cool. One of my favorite things is that uh, Ashes doesn't always recognize people when they're standing in front of her. So... This, this gentleman, shortly before we're getting... It's about two or three minutes before we're about to head down for the podcast awards, and this gentleman comes over, and he's like, oh, Throwdown Thursday, what do you do? So Asher just goes right into her spiel, like, this is what we do. And I'm we a talk saleswoman, about. I can sell you anything. She could sell ice to the Eskimos. So she goes on and on and does her thing, and he's like, oh, that's really cool. And I recognize this gentleman, I know who it is, I'm like, yeah, you know, and... If you would ever like to be a guest, we'd love to chat with you, pick your brain, you know, it would be great. And he's like, Oh, thanks, you know. He goes, I'll check you guys out. And he reached down into our little container, he took one of our cards and walked away. And I said, Do you know who that was? And she goes, No. I said, That was Don Coscarelli, director of Phantasm. <laughs> so that was really He was cool. really
1: nice though. Like we had a great conversation. We it did. was brief, but it we was had, cool.
0: We had some great interactions. Like I am now Facebook friends with uh, Damian Leone, who did uh, who directed Terrifier, um, and Jason Lively, who was in uh, Night of the Creeps.
1: Oh, oh, wait—that's what I want to talk about.
0: Rusty Griswold. Um,
1: <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about Rusty
0: Griswold. Well, that's who he was. Uh,
1: well, yeah, and, and which was cool. Um, but being across from the photo ops for the weekend. Yep we had the opportunity to obviously witness some of these photo ops. So Felisa Rose was in her sleepaway camp garb for, for some of them. And Cassandra Peterson is just, she lights up the whole freaking room when she walks in. But the coolest part was being across from the, uh, art, the clown Uh, I forget the David Howard Thornton. David Howard Thornton in full art the clown terrifier makeup. Oh my God, he was great and he didn't say a word to anyone. He was in full Full character. He had his horn. Yeah, he had his horn. He was in full mime mode. And oh my god, he was hilarious. Some of these pictures that he was taking with people, he was so interactive, and he was so uh no two pictures were the same. He's, no. You know, he he had a different pose and was willing to work with people, whatever they wanted to do for for the picture he was willing to do. Um, it was incredible seeing him in full makeup doing his thing.
0: And I got a chance to talk to him about that afterwards. It was just like a two-minute thing because it was towards the end of the convention and I was like, I just want to meet this guy, I want to talk to him. You know, And he uh, he's an absolute delight. He really is a, a JV. When we inter and we interviewed JV about you know how he put Scaricon together and what his goals were, he's like, make sure if you talk to David Howard Thornton, tell him that I said he needs to do his his Barney Fife impression. Oh my God, he does a spot on fucking Don Knotts, and it's amazing. But I, I, I told him, I was like, we watched you the whole time you were doing the photo ops. He goes, I love that stuff. I just like to have fun with it. It was a blast. I'm like, oh, I loved when the, that one dude picked you up. He goes, oh, that was the best. I love that. He was so nice. He he just, like Felissa Rose, he seemed to really just genuinely enjoy being there. Same with Jeremy Holm. Jeremy Holm was great. As he was leaving, you know, uh, Alex chatted with him for a moment, and he's like, oh, well, let me sign some posters for you. He goes, These were going, you know, the, you know, we were charging for them, but you guys are great. So, you know, here you go. And he, he signed a couple of posters. We have a, a sweet signed poster from Jeremy Holm. It's great. Um, and we'll be watching the Ranger later on this week. We're recording this on Tuesday, and tomorrow is the – Game seven of the Bruins. So.
1: So I'm either gonna be really, really, really happy when this airs on Thursday, or I'm gonna be really, really, really sad. And you should probably send wine.
0: You should send wine. Either I would
1: say you should. I mean, you should like she, send she, wine regardless. But. But. You know. Um,
0: that's yeah, a thing. Just, so. I'm gonna be. It's hard to, you know, mention everyone and remember every single thing that happened, and if we. Didn't mention you, you know, look out for some of my articles because I'm going to be talking about everyone. I want to make sure we, because we had such a great time. This is probably the greatest time we've had at a convention, you know, especially getting a chance to be on the other side of it and really. Get the full experience on both sides.
1: Yeah, it was definitely it was it was tiring. Like it was really exhausting. We're exhausted, but
0: but we're exhausted. So
1: worth it, and yeah. So if we didn't mention you, know that you have a special place in our hearts for helping to make this weekend just one of the best weekends we've had in a really long time.
0: Yeah, so I think with that being said, we'll take our final break. We'll come back and we'll...
1: We got battle results.
0: We got battle results. So let's do do that. So let's come back and uh, we'll have battle results for you. Hello.
1: This is the Sasquatch, a.k.a. Bigfoot. But you can just call me Frank. And when I'm not stomping around the woods throwing rocks at hunters, I like to listen to the Paranormal Punchers podcast. That's right, Paranormal Punchers. They talk about all things paranormal, and they're hilarious. Go find them on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and ParanormalPunches.com.
0: Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co created F is for Family, and you're listening to Throwdown Thursday Podcast.
1: Well, hello there, neighborinos. The handle's Mr. Most Days Off, but my friends call me Miles, and I'm the host of the best darn diddly review show.
0: Hello, Mr. Most Days
1: Off. <laughs> And that's my best friend, Richie the Kid, the co-host of Best Darn Diddly. Heidily ho there, podcast arena's, The Best Darn Diddly Review Show is a weekly journey through the entire Simpsons series, hosted by us, two guys who grew up loving the Simpsons. We discuss every diddly, every doodly, and every DO! <laughs> so lace up your assassin sneakers, put on your skin-tight ski suit, and head down the slopes with us at Best Darn Diddly. Stupid sexy Best Darn Diddly. You can catch us each and every Monday on bestarndiddly.com.
0: Patrick
1: Ray Hall in, <laughs> in the motherfucking house. Patrick Ray in the motherfucking house. Patrick Ray
0: in the motherfucking house. Patrick Ray in the motherfucking house. And welcome back. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed our stories of uh, what happened at Scaricon this weekend. There was some really cool stuff. Our
1: Scaricon conversations.
0: Yeah, scary conversations. I do. Uh, I do hope you guys take the time to check out my articles and check out some of the folks that we we mentioned because well worth your time and you won't you won't regret it even a little bit. And uh, yeah, so. What do we what do we have for uh, some uh, some battle results there? So
1: last week we threw down our stickem with the disappointy end battle, where we asked you which series had the most disappointing ending, and the choices were Game of Thrones, Lost, Dexter. How I Met Your Mother or The Sopranos. And surprisingly, uh, it's an overwhelming amount uh, voted for How I Met Your Mother.
0: That ending was super disappointing.
1: Um, In a close second, well, I can't. So I'm going to break it down between Twitter and Facebook results. So Facebook, uh, I mean, excuse me, Twitter. It's How I Met Your Mother Followed by Dexter, followed by Game of Thrones, then Lost, then The Sopranos. However, on Facebook, it's How I Met Your Mother, followed by Lost, followed by Game of Thrones, then Dexter, then The Sopranos. So hey. I'm. I mean. I, my, I voted for Lost.
0: I've Game Lost, of Thrones,
1: and, um... Well, the more I think about Game of Thrones, the more I'm not super mad at it.
0: The more I think about it, the madder I get. But
1: Lost, I'm still mad at. Like, Lost, I don't know if I'll ever get over. So, I don't know if everybody knows my Lost story but um, I had never watched the show I know my dad had watched it but I had no desire to see any episodes at all and then I start dating this angry nerd who's like oh my god Lost is my favorite show like you have to watch all of the seasons of Lost because the final season is happening in a couple of months and like you need to keep up with me so I did I watched all of the seasons of Lost, except for the final season, before the final season aired, and you want to talk about a mind fuck. Like I didn't know what day it was. I didn't know what time it was. I didn't know what was up or what was down. I forgot what the color blue was. Like I, my brain just did not didn't want to know function. How purple
0: tasted anymore,
1: right? Like I just could not process anything else. And so we watched the final season on a week-by-week basis, and I was so, like, engrossed. I just kind of fell down this rabbit hole of conspiracy theories and, what is a J J Abrams trying to say? And, what's the meaning of this? And, what's the meaning of this? And, oh my god, there's a polar bear! And to have the ending that happened, I was just so angry, like all of this effort, all of this craziness, all of this, like my brain was mush at that point. Like, you know, that Nickelodeon GAC, like the green slime GAC that you can get, like that was what my brain looked like. It just, it just was not normal. Um, to have the ending happen the way that it did, I I was just so angry. And I was actually talking to a co-worker about it the other day. We were talking about disappointing endings. And I mentioned Lost. And he was like, oh, my God, you're right. That one pissed me off so much. And I was like, right? Like, right? So I don't know if it has to do with just the events leading up to the final episode of Lost, as to why it, it's so sour with me, Unless or I think it's
0: that whole last season.
1: Um, but that entire last season was just crap.
0: I mean, that's that's fair. It was it was an odd, disappointing end. But I, my problem, I just, I can't.
1: But I agree with I you can't. all. Like How I Met Your Mother, that was that was. Uh... The show was so good up until, like, the last...
0: It few... didn't matter. Nothing that they did right? matter.
1: Right? Like, nothing... It, it, it Right. I still don't understand why Bob Saget had to narrate the series. Like, Bob Saget is old Ted. Like, that doesn't make any sense. But, yeah, yeah. But anyway, grew up
0: to be Bob Saget.
1: But anyway, so, How I Met Your Mother is in your guys' votes the most disappointing ending series of them all. So,
0: there you go. So, next week, we have for you a very special episode, something that is near and dear to my heart, of course. We are going to be talking about sharks. We have on, from Majama... Majama! Not pajamas... Uh, we have the Are creative.
1: they are they majamas and pajamas?
0: they are bananas in majamas. No, that sounds wrong. Uh
1: <laughs> You have a banana in ma- banana in
0: majamas. <laughs> yeah. Majama banana. Oh god. No. So dig a hole. <laughs> so yeah, dig up stupid. Um we have the creative team Not just the creative team, but the writer, the director, the stars of the film. Bad CGI Sharks, which uh, we were lucky enough to get a screener for. And oh my god. You guys know how I love sharks. And I can't wait until you hear my thoughts on this one next week.
1: You guys will not be disappointed by this episode. It is going to be a great
0: episode. We have some great guests it's gonna
1: be it's gonna be fantastic.
0: It's gonna be dent- denticles. <laughs> I do think uh, I mean we did just win an award for best interview, so we have to live up to that. Every one of our interviews has got to be the rock best. solid. But it's gotta be rock solid. We have to make sure that we do not dip in quality at all. So it's gonna
1: be it's gonna be awesome
0: It's gonna be a lateral line. <laughs> Cla- and Claspers
1: And then in two weeks We are getting back to our usual format And we are going to talk about A character The She's character, character right. You better work We are talking about RuPaul And I'm so excited for this episode So brace yourselves because it is going to be Fabulous, darlings
0: Absolutely So it's late and I'm sleepy, and we have to eat sandwiches. So, I think with that being said,
1: we, we will
0: see you next Thursday. We're here. 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 We're
1: here. We're here. We're here. We're here. we we are
0: here